Walking through the grocery store aisles, as I often do, I am inundated with images of homey looking scenes. Some spokesperson or a cartoon animal on a label telling me their product is better than all the rest. And most of the people on these labels are as real as the cartoon animals. I mean, you're as likely to find Aunt Jemima sitting in a corner office trying to figure out table syrup sales strategies for Q3 as you are Tony the Tiger. The reason for this is that Aunt Jemima and Tony the Tiger never existed. They were created as branding and marketing tools. The reason I bring this up is because for years, every product I walked by suffered from the Aunt Jemima effect. Meaning that I just assumed they were all made up people. More often than not, this is the case. However, there's one brand with a friendly looking older gentleman smiling as if to say, it's okay. I only put good things in here, you can trust me. This brand is different. The difference is that if you were to go to Bob's Red Mill, you would actually see Bob Moore, though he likely wouldn't be sitting at a desk. He'd be playing piano, walking the factory floor, or talking to people on tours. I'm Chef Ben, this is Food and Five, and today we're taking a look into the brief history of Bob's Red Mill. Now part of the reason why I bring up Aunt Jemima when talking about Bob's Red Mill is that it is a perfect example of how other companies fake hominess to sell their products. With Bob's, it's the real deal, and I think this is the perfect metaphor for the company as a whole and their position in the market. Bob's Red Mill is a company that since 1978 has been creating whole grain products for health conscious consumers. When all the large and small companies were focusing on highly refined grains with higher margins and quicker turnover, Bob's sold whole grains. In the 80s and 90s, when everything was about speed, efficiency, and profit, about grab and go, about eating on the run, Bob's sold whole grains. In the early 2000s, when consumer preferences started to shift toward whole grains and giant corporations started to jump on the bandwagon, Bob's still sold their whole grains. The point I'm trying to make here is that for over 40 years, Bob's Red Mill has been producing and selling high quality, nutritious grains no matter what was going on in social trends. No matter what their competitors were doing, no matter what, Bob's has been consistent. And to me, this is one of the many things that separates Bob's Red Mill from the Aunt Jemimas of the world. The company doesn't flow with the tides, it stays where it is, does what it knows, and what it does better than anyone else. And there's one simple reason for this. Bob wants to provide people everywhere with the best quality foods available. His main concern isn't turning a profit, but making sure the product is sold at a low enough price that almost anyone can afford it. There aren't many people in the business world like Bob. So where did it all start? It all started in a gas station in Los Angeles in the 1950s. Bob and his wife Charlie owned a small gas station in LA, but they sold it and moved north because of the growing smog problem in the city. They opened a gas station, but within a year went out of business. Over the next couple of years, uh, excuse me, over the next couple of years, Bob took jobs in sales to support his family. And Bob, a voracious reader to this day, picked up a book about an archaeologist who had restored an old mill without any experience and had turned it into a business. Within the next few years, uh, with his wife and two of his three sons, Moore's Mill was set up in Redding, California. Over time, Bob realized that though the mill was doing well, it couldn't support his family and the families of his two sons. Bob and Charlie liquidated their assets and moved to Oregon. Within the next year or two, Bob and Charlie had set up another mill in Oregon City. This one, they painted red. And for the next 10 years, Bob Red Mill sold products directly to the consumer through their store and through a local grocery store chain. That was until an arsonist set fire to the mill in 1988. 
Not to be discouraged, Bob and Charlie went about rebuilding the mill in a new location. This one was bigger and more advanced, but still used old stone wheels to grind the grains, which keeps the temperature of the grains low, retaining more of the valuable nutrients. The facility is now over 325,000 square feet. In the early 90s, Bob's was one of the first companies to enter the gluten-free market, and to this day has one of the most rigorous testing programs for gluten-free products in the industry. Bob, who is now 89, still works every day. He eats whole grain cereal at the factory every day, and on his 81st birthday, he gave ownership of the business to his employees in an employee stock ownership program. Bob says that he has had many offers from giant corporations to buy his company, but he knew that giving it to the employees, some of whom have been with him for over 30 years, was the right thing to do. And I think that line right there sums up the whole company and Bob's philosophy. It was the right thing to do. I'm Chef Ben, this is Food and Five, and this has been a brief history of Bob's Red Mill. You can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Chef Ben Kelly and on Facebook at Ben Kelly Cooks. You can like and subscribe to this podcast. Uh, you can tell your friends about it. You could even comment on it or rate it. Um, thank you so much for listening. I hope that you enjoyed this episode. I'll be back tomorrow with another fantastic episode of Food and Five. And tomorrow is Friday. That means it's everything I know day. And tomorrow, I'm talking about everything I know about braising. So I think that's going to be a really interesting episode. And I think it's a very valuable technique, so stay tuned for that. Uh, And in the meantime, have a great Thursday, everybody. We'll see you tomorrow.